You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have another off-season episode, pre-training camp episode for you guys, where we are going to discuss who we think will be the middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills in 2023. Now, there are several different options. We're going to go over some of those, all four of them, really, uh, and kind of give an idea of who we think might take the next step in 2023. Uh and then we'll just talk it out. Maybe we'll come to some conclusion to the fact that, you know, this is this is where we see it, and uh, we'll make a guess. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the western New York or central New York area, do yourselves a favor. Check out the Twinspire Sportsbook at the DeLago Resort and Casino, where every moment is a winning moment. So some of you guys have asked uh, how you can support the show First of all, by listening to the show, you're, you're doing a great job. Uh, we appreciate that for sure. Each and every one of you for listening week in and week out during the season, during the off season like you're doing right now. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, so that would be the best way to, to be a part of the show. The second, second way would be to visit the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago and you know take a picture, take a selfie or whatever. When you're there, tag us on social media, tag uh, Delago Resort and Casino. On social media, do that. That would be really cool. They love seeing that. Several of you have done that already, and uh, we we really appreciate when you guys do that. The third thing would be uh, check out our T Public site where I'm releasing three new designs. Uh, we have uh, a Buffalo Patagonia design. We have uh, Josh Allen Madden 24 design, and uh, I think the third one it's it's a Josh thing, like it's a Jeep thing. It's a Josh thing. So we have three new designs there. Check those out. Those are going to be sixteen dollars a piece. For t-shirts, $13 for tank tops. Uh, check that out. And then the fourth thing, which I've never mentioned before, uh, was is that we have a Venmo account. So if you guys have enough t-shirts or whatever, or you don't live in the western New York or central New York area, you can't check out the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, if you want to like send us a few bucks for like beer money or whatever, like feel free to do so. Our Venmo account is at CTWPod, just like our Twitter account, just like everything else we do for over social media so feel free to do that you don't have to but like you know it's always what 
welcome. We will give you a shout out on the podcast if you feel so inclined, uh, but appreciate the heck out of you guys just listening to us in general. So I'd like to welcome in my co-hosts for this episode, John and Mike. John, how are you doing, man? All right, I'm going to go over to Mike real quick. John's, <laughs> John's fixing a quick thing in audio. Mike, how are you doing, man? I'm great, Nate. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks to Mike and John for joining us. First thing we're going to talk about is... I got something to talk oh, about. Yeah, let's... <laughs> go as ahead. You know, I'm a, as you know, I follow TMZ religiously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in, it just dropped with Josh Allen and... Um, who's he dating now? Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Um, do you Did you know her from anything? Yeah, yeah, she was in that. Uh, True Grit. Oh, I don't know what that. That's What's that one? Thing I, I when I googled it, she's like, "That's how she got." Oh, is True she Grit. the girl in True yeah, Grit? Right. What? Wait. Yeah. Oh, really? The one with the the guy like Josh Brolin, where I can't give it away, but like, isn't that the one where he finds out like something? It's not Josh Brolin. I don't. I, know. I don't want to give. <laughs> no, I have to Google it. I I knew her from that show uh, Hawkeye. On Disney Plus, um, that was Josh. It's Jeff Bridges. It's not Steinfeld, True Grit. Okay, Matt Damon, I'm Josh thinking Bro- Josh Brolin. Oh, it's not the one. The one I was thinking of is the one where the guy like finds out that like anyway that was a really disturbing ending to that movie. I won't <laughs> I won't say that. He basically finds out that the woman that he's been with was his daughter. So because he was separated from her for like thirty years. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's disturbing. I shouldn't have even said that. I'm going to cut that out. Go ahead. <coughs> True Grit. I never saw True Grit. Was it good? Sorry. <laughs> but she was in Hawkeye. She's like basically okay. taking over for Hawkeye, I think, at some point. So she's a, yeah, Archer. Okay. But go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> they say like, oh, Josh Allen is not super, co-, like they're vacationing somewhere, right? And and everyone uh, online is like, oh, Josh isn't like super, co-. like, uh, of course everyone's like, oh, I gotta have to go take a cold shower now after seeing Josh with his shirt off. But at the same time, it's like, he's not, when he talks to people, podcasts, does interviews, he's always like, oh, eat pizza and wings. And somebody said, um, how with the match, when they, when they were being interviewed, right? Um, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, when they're asked, they're like, oh, I, I don't eat pizza. I don't eat wings. I don't drink beer. And Mahomes and Allen are like, oh, this is my favorite pizza place. This is how many. I can eat 40 wings. Oh, I drink. I can down this many beers. And you're kind of like, huh. <laughs> like, I've, I've never really considered that before. I've, I haven't really heard him, him speak on the, the topic. But um, certainly brady rogers like they're when you when you hear of like nfl longevity like they're the poster people for it so like i'm kind of curious like did they adopt that attitude very early or was it only as they started to get old like hey i really got to clean my act up so like i i mean i think you could argue that that the added weight for for josh maybe he He's not as fast, but he's super durable. Like you can absorb the hits a little bit if you're eating farmer's breakfast, <laughs> right? Uh, so I don't know. It's interesting. But at some point, I think we've all found – like I remember like we, we used to get frozen pizzas and then put a layer of sauce and then another frozen pizza on top <laughs> <laughs> when you're 22. 
I think we did this up until we were 25 or 26. <laughs> we tested but, the limits. But you don't do it for decades, right? Like it no. catches up to you eventually. So I wonder if uh, how that would af- uh, affect um, the longevity. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Did you know about his – he seems um, open and proud about his his diet. Like, hey, here's what got me to this point, and I'm going to keep doing it. Um, so you kind of respect him in some, some essence because he's like the face – him and Mahomes, the face of the NFL. So he's doing something right, and it's good to have confidence. But I, I want him around for 20 years and not 10. <laughs> uh, John, that's do you want to go first a, or do you want – That's a lot, but please – do you want me to go first? Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> so I think you're so you're referring to the TMZ article and then the Bussin with the boys like interview where he's talking to those two like uh, current athletes where he's they're discussing about his like regimen and never like I never thought Josh was cut right like but he's not in bad shape I mean he's not like Eddie Lacy Calvin Benjamin shape right like the guys the guy's fine he's not one what did what did what did Booger say he's one biscuit away from being a tight end. <laughs> talking about Kelvin Benjamin. So, like, he's not like that, <clears throat> Breddy Lacey. But, like, at the same time, like, you, you're right. It's, some of it's a, a matter of age as well. Like, he says he only works out a little bit. Like, you know you always lie a little bit to, like, you know, deflect. You know, So if you're going to, like, go one way, like, publicly, you'll be like, well, you know, I, I, I still, you know, you'll work out a couple of days a week. Man, I, I'd probably say, like, one day a week maybe. <laughs> Like if he's say two days a week, two three days a week, probably one day a week. You know, like you always cautious. I I think what he does is he thinks he can get away with it, which I mean, up until this point he has. So like I think I mean if you look at pictures of Brady, like his first few years out of college, like he is not nearly as like chiseled and cut as he is now. Like he is kind of chubby a little bit, like in his face and stuff like that. You can tell. And I think that once he started playing and actually starting and you know, realizing that he needed to, what do what do the athletes say? Like body's temple, right? Like, I, I I definitely say that's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have played as long as they have because they took that stuff so seriously, and they do. And so I think Josh is smart enough to eventually let that. I mean, here's Sean McDermott as his head coach. The guy's like a, he's almost a pro athlete in itself. The way that he treats his body and you know, the way he works out on a daily basis, like, I, I feel like Josh will come into it when he has to. I did see the comments though, where people were talking about, like, how he's kind of thick or whatever. Like, you know, of course, it was other fan bases for the most part, like, ragging on him for not being cut or whatever. It's like, I remember Brady Quinn being, like, the most jacked quarterback I can remember at the time, and he was terrible at, at being a quarterback. Like, that means nothing in the grand scheme of things, like how muscle tone you are or whatever, right? Like, I mean, Josh Allen is not ripped, but he can still throw a ball 80 yards in the air, right? Like, so who cares? And I'm always wondered about, like, John, do you want to step in before I, I get into another point? I, I realize I'm just dominating this one. No, I mean, like, I, I, uh, there might be some embellishment too, right, on, on some of this stuff, like, first and foremost. But other than that, you know, I've – confidence in the bills training staff and like you know like and alan knows like i'm not worried at all i mean i mean who cares <laughs> he's as long as he's hurtling guys maybe maybe more than we want to see but like if he's doing that i think he's fine right exactly he always says he gets into shape by the time that he 
gets to the season. So like he comes in a little overweight in training camp, and then by the end of training camp, he's in shape. Which you can do that right now, you know. But like if we're wanting him to stay our quarterback till the age forty, right? Like it might not be able to do that forever. So <clears throat> is there is there anything Mike? You were saying like if you're a little bit overweight and like. It's easier to take hits. Is there any science behind that? Because, like in my head, I'm just like, oh, there's just like more like cushion, right? Like that's that's what I think of. But like, is there anything to say that like if he wasn't just full muscle and zero percent body fat, like, oh man, like that would have like, is there anything to that? Like, I don't know. I I don't know if there's any science behind it. Because like, it's you, got like you if you have extra meat on the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause I, I got some extra meat on the bones. If someone punches me in the stomach, it still hurts like hell. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, whoo, thank God I got an extra 10 pounds right there. You know, if, I'm you, just like, if you set an arm down, an arm bone down on the table and I hit it with a hammer, or if you put a lot muscle, coat it in muscle and, or fat, and then I hit it with a hammer, like I think the second it's going to hurt a lot less. If you hit it with a hammer, it's going to hurt like hell no matter what. <laughs> if you're, you're right. Bone's different. Bone's different. Bone hurts like hell, like the outside of your ankle. Ugh. Um, but I don't know. It's a good question. I think it's self-evident. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. John, I think it depends. <laughs> I mean, you puncture a lung, you hit an ankle. I don't know. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, that's cool. What do you, what do you think of the about him getting actually actually being in TMZ for dating a celebrity? Like that's weird. That's is this is uncharted territory for Bills fans. It means we have a celebrity on our hands because nobody would care otherwise. It's like who cares? They're taking pictures of him and his girlfriend, right? Like, but she might be a bigger celebrity. Nate would have to educate us. I don't really she's know. She's absolutely a bigger celebrity, especially among the younger crowd, because that's why it's in TMZ. That's why, yeah, because she just did that. Uh, what that Spider Verse movie as Gwen Stacy. So she's like she's in the Marvel universe. So like just that alone, you know, think about that in the next stage of like whoever else is in that universe. Like she's up and coming and she continues to get roles. So Disney, Marvel, like yeah, that's I mean what else is bigger? I don't know. So it's like us, up and coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> up and coming seven years straight. <laughs> Hopefully we'll the trend, trend in the right direction. Yeah. yeah, it should be a problem. I mean, Russell Wilson's dating some singer, right? He's he's fine, right? He he didn't have a downturn or anything. <laughs> he's he's won Super Bowl since that whole hap- that whole thing happened. <laughs> he's been back, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the discussion. Thanks, Mike, for that. That was fun. That was a fun topic. It's good to address the fact that. Our star quarterback is dating a celebrity at this point, and people actually care about that outside the uh, the Bills community or whatever. So, and just as an update, we'll all be getting PlayStation Fives and Madden Twenty Four. Correct. <laughs> if people if donate enough, thing. if your Venmo, if the Venmo thing takes off, we will absolutely. Well, how about this? Do how about we make a pledge <laughs> that we will use it exclusively for PlayStation Fives and Men? 24s yes okay that sounds good <laughs> and then we'll have like a tournament oh man that'd be that'd be cool a tournament between uh yeah. us and listeners yeah i like cool. it but mike i feel like you might get the playstation 5 by yourself so 
So it'll just be John and I will get it the first ones, <laughs> just to be safe. And then if there's enough money left over, you can have one. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like uh, there's something about Mary. It's like, you want to go to the prom with me? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like, so is that a yes? It's like, I thought I made it perfectly clear. <laughs> if everything else falls through, huh. maybe. <laughs> so let's talk about... Uh, Wait, one more thing. <laughs> I do want to get a copy of Madden and just keep it sealed. Because who knows if we ever have... Oh, you get, you get, you're probably going to get graded too, right? Yeah, sure. You get video games wow. graded? Yeah, it's insane. Wow. What happens if you get it graded and it's below a 10? Why wouldn't you just take it and just play it then? Try to buy another one. Well, right? yeah, break it out of the case and just play it and fuck it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's like an 8.9, you're just like, well, I'm just going to get a new one. And that one becomes like 8.1. And you're like, ah, shit, I should have kept the 8.9. <laughs> what do we have to do to get a 10, John? Like, drive to the factory, take it <laughs> off the line with white gloves. And Hold like the CEO at, at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably easier with newer games, but like, it's crazy. You look at like, some of these retro games and it's like it's quite the racket it seems like it would be very easy to manipulate unless unless you'd have like guidelines right because like why couldn't i just take if i worked for that company or was the company i just go take an arm load like well nobody's great are people actually grading brand the brand new games or is it all super i don't know i don't know about brand new games but like even the retro games it's definitely manipulated Mm. Because, like, I just buy it off on eBay if I yeah, work like, for that company. Oh, it's a 10. Yeah. And, like, and then these, it's a, these grading it's companies would 100. buy all the games up and be like, grade them themselves and be like, oh, look at all these graded games that we have now. You know, there's going to be oh, some scam going. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Ticketmaster buying all their own seats and then reselling it again <laughs> for like twice the cost. Genius. Genius business model. Ah. I mean, it's shady as hell, but. <laughs> Has anybody emailed you any. Um, ruses or schemes no no mm, no mm. nfts was the last scheme that uh that we've been involved in so if anyone else has any ideas that we could uh also use to wet our beaks and <laughs> we'll cut you off a, <laughs> get you, cut you off a, a slice of it sure between the three of us we could probably manage a good uh ponzi scheme or whatnot <laughs> I feel like a first step is that you have to get the lingo down because it's it's obvious you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> what I said, wet my beak. That's that's the that's the terminology. Yeah, isn't it's it? got to flow better. I feel. Oh well, <laughs> you got to watch like Goodfellas again or something. <laughs> Tommy, two times. I gotta wet my beak. Gotta wet my beak. <laughs> I sound so white. It's so crazy when I say it like that. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I got to think of. I'm going th- I'm going to try to come up with a scheme next podcast. Okay, I can I Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll have a scheme hour. Yeah, scheme hour. I'm sorry. Hour. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Um so my point was just like we'll get the game to like to play or whatever, but I do when it eventually when the next year comes out, it becomes worthless. Like what's the time to get the the sealed Josh Allen one, John? Is it like a year later, 2 years later? I don't want to miss it, but I also don't want to pay more than I don't know. EA sucks anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much. All right. Why does EA suck, John? We should just play Tecmo Super Bowl. Why does EA suck, John? Can you explain that to the listeners? I don't know, because they do. They don't, like, improve anything. Because they have the monopoly on it, right? They just spew out whatever. It's like a copy-paste? Yeah. That's the best uh, 
That's what Nate and I dream of. That's what the best, I would. The best thing, the best thing we have going for them is is the ratings because that's what creates controversy and people talk about it. Mm. Mm. We should do an episode where we the, should rate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to put our friendship into into real perspective when we do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's that is, you were saying that's just like a copy paste. That is a dream of mine to be able to like, if we could copy and paste this podcast like a hundred times and treat them all as individual. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? That's like the easiest scam ever. Like that's like Bernie Madoff style, like <laughs> scheming uh, people out of money or whatever. But but we're gonna do something a little bit different this episode. <laughs> we're gonna talk about middle linebacker. Only twenty minutes in, we're gonna talk about middle linebacker. Uh, so. <clears throat> um, I'll ask you guys real quick. I have thoughts on the middle linebacker. Is it? Is it? Um, is it? Is there something that like pushes you one way or the other before we have this conversation? And I kind of give you the thoughts that I have based on some of the research I've done. Is there any? Is there anything that pushes you one way or another to think of like who's going to be the starter for the Bills at middle linebacker in twenty twenty three? So for me. I lean towards Charles Bernard. He's a third round pick last year. Um, he, when he did play, it didn't look great, but he was also filling in for Milano spot, I believe. So I think he's better suited for middle linebacker, which is what they originally drafted for. He's just forced into that role. Um, wait, wait, wait. You said he's suited for middle linebacker? I think so. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, he's never played it. Right. So. so yeah, and when he filled in last year, he filled in for Milano. For Milano, yep. I think, right? Is that correct? You're correct. Yep. So that's why I lean that way. Um, and meanwhile, I think Dorian Williams, who they drafted in the third round this year, is more suited for WLB to back up Milano. Um, then you look at Dodson, who over the last three or four years has only started three, four, five games, mostly a special teamer. Um and the, and he was undrafted. And then you look at Klein, who they brought back, who could play middle linebacker. But I know there was inconsistencies there, which is why he wasn't retained to begin with. So I'm leaning Bernard, but obviously this could go in any number of directions. And that's where I'm at. Yeah, I like I like the breakdown, John. Jeez. That's a good overall summary. All right, well that's a wrap, guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> there was so let me let me read you the quick the Scott because this is interesting. Can we agree that like I don't think it'll be Dorian Williams, only for the fact that the Bills hate to start rookies unless they have to. Like, I mean, I, in saying that, Tremaine Edmonds started as a middle linebacker as a rookie, but it was because they had no one else. Like, at least this year, you still have Terrell Bernard, like you said. You still have A.J. Klein. You still have Tyrell Dotson. Like, you have what, options in was the Edmonds, linebacker. Was Edmonds, what, what round was he drafted in? First. Yeah, so that's why they, they started him, because his first round pick. So Dorian Williams, it's unlikely I think that he will be the starting middle linebacker. You agree with that? Agree. Agree. Okay. So that leaves, which is funny because like Dorian Williams actually played middle linebacker at times at Tulane, so like he has that ability. And Terrell Bernard never really, in fact, like Dorian Williams did a lot of middle linebacker play at Tulane. And Terrell Bernard never played it. He played like weak side linebacker, which is almost uh, exclusively what Milano does. <clears throat> so Terrell Bernard was a three. This I'm just going to read the 
the quick summary on, on Draft Network uh, about Terrell Bernard, just to kind of remind people of what he was like. But he was a, a three-star recruit. He came out of Baylor. He's an undersized linebacker that excels because of his range and ability in space. He has an explosive trigger after locating the bar- ball carrier. He adds coverage versatility with the ability to diagnose r- route combinations. His size limitations raise concerns about holding up against the run at the next level. He has a fair share of missed tackles in 2021, and that was the year he got. Uh, it was a year before he got drafted. He struggles to detach from blockers once the offensive line has latched onto him. When kept clean, he scrapes and makes plays on the ball. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you're talking about a guy who doesn't have any experience on middle linebacker, but has a lot of the good characteristics minus size that Tremaine Edmonds does. You know, he's, he's good at, uh, playing the run when he's kept clean. He's good at pass coverage. Uh, he's not good when it, he's engaged with blockers, but that's, that was Tremaine Edmonds too. So even though you're six four, two fifty, or whatever Tremaine Edmonds was, I mean, you know, he still has those issues. Uh, or at least uh, Terrell Bernard did a six one, two thirty seven, or something like that. So now we're talking between Terrell Bernard and uh, Tyrell Dodson and AJ Klein. So here's the interesting thing, guys: is that three games last season, actually three and a half games, or possibly more, maybe three and three quarters of the games last year, Tremaine Edmonds didn't play. Due to injury. So uh, I looked back at, let me share my screen so you guys can see what I'm looking at. Okay. So we're looking at the games that Terrell Bernard, or I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds missed last season. It was week five against the Steelers. It was most of week 10 against the Vikings. It was week 11 and week 12 against the, the Browns and the Lions, respectively. So in those games, can you guys see this new screen now? With Tyrell Dotson, or is it still on Tremaine Edmonds? Still on Edmonds. Okay, thank you. Oops. So now we look at Tyrell Dotson, and in those games where Tremaine Edmonds was out, we're talking about Pittsburgh. He played eighty-four percent of the defensive snaps. In the Minnesota game, he played sixty-four percent of the snaps, and that was because Tremaine Edmonds played thirty-three percent of them. Okay, so get an idea of who's been starting when. Tremaine Edmonds hasn't been starting. In week 10 or week 11 against Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, the Browns, he played 100% of the snaps. But the Detroit Lions game, before that week, the Bills signed someone to their squad. They signed A.J. Klein, which I thought A.J. Klein was like 38 years old. He's only like 31. <laughs> He's almost 32. For some reason, I thought he, he, was a lot, he was a lot older. But in his game, in this game last season, Against the Detroit Lions, he played 100% of the defensive snaps for the Lions. So it's so funny because you think about who played for Tremaine Edmonds. It's like, well, obviously Terrell Dodson was the first backup. And he's always been kind of like the primary backup to Tremaine Edmonds. Not nearly as good as Tremaine Edmonds, but he's the primary backup. But at some point during the season, the Bills decided that Tyrell Dodson wasn't enough. So if you asked me before this exercise, I was going to say Tyrell Dodson, honestly, that I thought was going to be the starting middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills in 2023, just based on experience, based on what they thought. Um, he's not the long-term answer by any, by any stretch, but... And then I saw the fact that they clearly didn't like what they were getting out of Tyrell Dodson, so they signed A.J. Klein, and he started, for the most part, in the one game where Tremaine Edmonds didn't play a lot. So when you put all those things together, it's kind of like I'm starting to kind of see a pattern in which... They like 
Tyrell Dotson, but they don't like him enough, right? Like they can replace him. So I'm now at the point where I think it's going to be a battle between AJ Klein and Tyrell Dotson. But I think that those, I think it's going to be a hybrid position. So let me know what you guys think about this. On specific rundowns, it's going to be between Tyrell Dotson and AJ Klein. On pass downs, it's it's Terrell Bernard. So like they go into this into this season with like a hybrid approach of like rotating in linebackers to play with Matt Milano, which is kind of a weird way to look at it because we've never had that. Uh, but that's kind of where I see this leaning. Does that make sense? So how do you do you think there's going to be any major changes in what they typically run with Leslie Frazier gone? Do you think they're going to run mostly nickel? Or do you think they go 4-3 where they have to add another linebacker? Man, I don't know if they have the personnel to go 4-3. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and You also have to think, if they go 4-3, then they have to take Taron Johnson off the field, right? And it's almost like, why would you do that? He's one of their best players on defense, right? They have so many good defensive backs, they just play dime. <laughs> Is there is there a is there a formation where you just have four down linemen and seven is that is that dime? No, that's not dime coverage. That's is that quarters? <laughs> is that I, but yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah. Four down linemen and just all defensive back. And Matt Milano. Okay, so Yeah, Milano. Dime. Milano needs to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, you can you can't go four three, plus they don't have enough good linebackers to do that. But yeah, they they're they're not set up for it. But how do they approach this new because they basically punted. They didn't punt on the middle linebacker position. Dorian Williams could still get it maybe halfway through the season, or you know, if if whatever you know recipe they're cooking up doesn't end up working out, they yeah, might I mean, turn to Dorian Williams. But they're not going to start him at the yeah, beginning of the season. It's, it's tough. They got third round pick this year and a third round pick, third round pick last year on linebacker, but they don't have anybody proven outside of Milano. And Milano is really good, but like after that it's a huge drop off. I I think like middle or linebacker in general has been very thin for depth. And now it's even more apparent with Tremaine Edmonds gone, one of your two starters. Like we didn't have anyone to replace him before and we still don't have someone to really replace him and back him up, you know? So uh I think I think they're leaning Terrell Bernard to be honest, but the thing about the thing that really gets me about that is the fact that Tyrell Dodson and AJ Klein at least had to know because in middle linebacker you have responsibilities of calling the defense, right? Calling the plays in the defense. So he wasn't learning that necessarily last season. Now could he be brought up to speed this off season potentially? But AJ Klein and Tyrell Dodson already have that background, like they know how to quarterback the defense from that spot. Whether they can do it better than him, I'm not sure. But he doesn't have experience of that. So that leads me to believe that he's even less likely to become the Bills' middle linebacker because they've only thought of him to this point, at least in 2022, as being the backup for Milano. Because when Tremaine Edmonds was out for those three games, they could have easily put Terrell Bernard in at those points. Um, well, but they didn't. To, to your point on Dorian Williams and how they don't like to start rookies, Last year, Bernard was a rookie, and they don't like to play rookies. So, you know, they're trying to figure something else out in those scenarios. Yeah, they hate they hate starting rookies more than uh, Josh Allen hates uh, cutting carbs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Slamming wings and pizza. Good for him, man. Living his best life. Dude, if you were working out, like, in training camp, going back to that, if you could work out in training camp, like, six days a week, and you knew you just put, you, you could lose 10 pounds and, like, 
a couple of weeks, who cares, right? Like, live your best life, right? But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a combination. That's kind of what I come out on. John, after hearing this, you were thinking Terrell Bernard. Do you think that like they're just going to give him the keys to start with, though they never have before, though he never really has? It's like I said, he's never really played middle linebacker, whereas Dorian Williams was playing that, but they hate starting rookies. I, I don't think anybody's getting the keys. I'm still leaning Bernard in my head. I'd almost put Dotson third after Klein, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, Is that due to like his performance on the field or the fact that they, they didn't like it well enough that they brought A.J. Klein back? Yeah, bringing Klein back, I think, is a big thing. Um, but, you know, it could go any direction. And I think that's probably one of the biggest camp battles to look at is middle linebacker. And then um, after that, maybe some of the offensive line battles. There's there's a, there's a lot of good training camp battles. And we'll probably get into all of those in the next few weeks before training camp. But the big one being middle linebacker. Cornerback, too, I think is a big one between Kair Elam, Christian Benford, and Dane Jackson, who's starting opposite Tredavious White. Offensive line battles, like you said, who's going to start? Is it going to be Ryan Bates? Is it going to be Osiris Torrance? Um, is Spencer Brown going to win his job? I, I think we're mostly settled that he will, but who knows? Brandon uh, Shell might end up at being the, the starter there. And then, yeah. yeah so, so lots of fun discussions. Um, I still think they're going to, if I were to guess at this point, I think they're going to platoon it. I think they're going to go Terrell Dodson. And, uh, and, then, and then what they'll decide next year is, okay, now we can start Dorian Williams because it's the second season. But, you know, is he going to start or is, he, or is Terrell Bernard going to start? So it's going to be interesting. Um, I know they don't like giving up on players after just, you know, one season. So I think they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think they just got insurance with uh, A.J. Klein and Terrell Dodson. So yeah, and again, I th- I th- I think it's the other way around. I think Dorian Williams is going to back up Milano, and I think Bernard is middle linebacker. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, guys, is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation? We kind of see things slightly different, but mostly the same. Uh, Mike, John, this has been a fun episode talking TMZ. Josh Allen, middle linebacker battling through terminal diseases okay all right speaking of uh oh by the way i did put a poll up on twitter saying who will be the next uh who will be the bills middle linebacker at the start of the season and surprisingly uh it was very close which just goes to show you like i don't think any of us specifically know what's going to happen and maybe i should have added aj klein to this mix because i only did three so i said who will be the bills middle linebacker at the start of the season tyrell dodson um Terrell Bernard and Dorian Williams. And Dorian Williams actually coming out with just barely the most votes with 35.7%. So 36% think it's going to be Dorian Williams. And we just said we don't think it's going to be based on the fact that the Bills hate starting rookies if they don't have to. So, And then Tyrell Dotson comes in second with 35% and Terrell Bernard with 30% in last place. So interesting Interesting point. So Bill's Blitzkrieg writes Balin Dark Horse Spectre. Now that would be a uh, a Dark Horse candidate. I I mean, he didn't get any defensive snaps, I don't think, last season. So that would be a huge... Hey, <laughs> you never know. He could definitely... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Albrecht writes, I'm hoping one of the young guys is able to prove themselves because I don't really have much faith in Dodson as a starter. But my pick for right now is Dodson or maybe Dorian. Less than T. Harris wrote... 
says, I wrote a whole piece on Dotson being the guy before the draft. I didn't see us drafting one early despite the need. I would really love to flex that one when September rolls around. Uh, Tony says, I'm rooting for Bernard, but in my opinion, I feel Spectre is getting tremendously overlooked. Spectre looked really good in preseason last year, was flying to the ball. That is a good point. I forgot about the preseason games. Tony brings up a good point. He was tackling machine. Uh, maybe not tackles behind the line of scrimmage, but you know he was tackling guys. Ryan writes, once Dorian gets the learning curve portion of the position over with, he'll take the spot. He's undersized, but definitely a heat-seeking missile. We're going to love this kid like we do Milano after this year. Bookmark it. Now, <clears throat> I love what Ryan says because I think in the long, in the grand scheme of things, Dorian Williams will be the middle linebacker. I think that's why they drafted him this season particularly. I think last season they drafted Terrell Bernard as kind of a backup because they didn't really have any linebacker depth and they just decided, well, we don't know if we're going to hang on to Matt Milano forever. So, you know, he gets injured. Let's, let's get some depth there. But I think Dorian Williams, the pick this year was for him to eventually end up as the Mike linebacker. Um, he has experience in that. He did that. Um, he's undersized, but I mean, if you're talking about any of these guys, in the Bills linebacking core. I mean, none of them are even close to Tremaine Edmonds. They're all six foot, six foot one. They're all like 225 to 240, maybe. You know, all these guys are small. I haven't looked at Bale Inspector's um, st- stats, but like you're talking during, like these, all, these guys are all small. Like they could add some bulk, perhaps, you know, but. Yeah, uh, the, the draft capital is completely different, though. Edmonds was a first round pick, these other guys are third round picks. So you're not going to get the same specimen. True, true. Because if they did, then if you had all those things, and he was also six foot four, two fifty, he probably gets drafted in the first or second round, right? So yeah, this is interesting. I think, I think it's Dorian Williams in the long run, but I think it's Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, AJ Klein, and a mixture of those three starting out of the gate. And if I had to guess, I'd go with the veterans over. And if I had to guess from the veterans between Dotson and Klein, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Klein, only for the fact that if they loved what they had from Tyrell Dotson, they wouldn't have signed Klein at the end of last season. So, there. Glad we read those. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to bring this up at the end of the podcast because it's a, it's a sad topic, but Eddie, the eight-year-old on Twitter, social media, lost his battle with, uh, we were just talking about losing battles. He, had, he was born with two defective heart valves and... Um, Ended up passing away this last weekend. Um, there's very few fans uh, like Poncho or Eddie that just kind of get brought about through social media that you kind of have, you know, this feeling, this feeling of uh, a connection to because you've seen their battle, you've seen what they've gone through, you've seen, you know, their highs and lows. So uh, I just want to shout out to Eddie's family, um, all of Mills Mafia out there for supporting. It became, he was trending on Twitter at one point over the weekend when he passed away. Uh, it just reminds you, man, like we were talking, we love to talk about things on the podcast, like, you know, Breddy Lacey joking about TMZ, like that's all fun stuff. But in the end, you know, it's just a game. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. But uh, I love I love that sports, <clears throat> it reminded me of the Buffalo Bills, like just bringing people together. Because like, you know, all three of us on the podcast, like I think we're all slightly different political views or views on raising kids or views on, you know, relationships or whatever but one thing that brings us together con- consistently is our love for buffalo bills our love for sports football 
stuff like that. It's one of the beautiful things about the game and, you know, having a team like the Buffalo Bills. So it reminded me how, like, I guess how grateful I am to be a Bills fan and to share this thing with other fans like you guys on social media, the listeners, uh, my co-hosts. Like, we come from all different backgrounds. We come from all different tracks of life, um, all different family types, uh, all different places in the country, in the world, like just different places. And we all can all come together and then just kind of unite under this thing and, you know, help each other out, feel good about things and support each other. So um, shout out to Eddie, shout out to Nick. And uh, yeah, um, unless you guys have anything else, signing off for John. Sorry, I wasn't trying to leave you <laughs> under that. <laughs> Oh, was it in in a good positive thing? I, I left it in a positive light. <clears throat> Can you hear me now? Sorry, I also lost my audio, so that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> uh, go Bills! Sauce and prayers with Eddie. Um, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Absolutely, and for Mike, go Bills! And for me, Nate, go Bills! Always remember Eddie's infantry, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills mate <laughs> More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.